She may be a native Texan or not. We're not sure. But we do know she started the Fredericksburg Tea Party in 2009. She's a student of fine equine. And she's a true believer in correcting Matt whenever it's needed. This is the Angela Smith Show with special co-host Matt Long. Good morning, Matt Long. Good morning, Angela Smith. Man, is it a gorgeous morning out there or it's what this just morning? delightful. It is. <laughs> I'm telling you, there, um, man, I'll tell you what, when I looked out the window this morning, the first thought was, no, I've woken up way too early because it's too dark out here. Yeah. And then my wife said, um, it's getting late. And then the cats let me know that uh, it was, I had to get out of bed. And then I looked out the window and decided, that's it, I'm calling in sick. <laughs> Because I didn't even want to put clothes on this morning. Um, but and, you had already texted me last night and oh, said, are you good for tomorrow? So of course. We, we already had this planned. So and, there was no getting out of it. And not only that is, I don't, I don't get the call-in sick. I mean, no. what, what happens... Let me, Angela. Do you get the call in sick? Do you do you text your horses and tell them that you're <laughs> you just don't want to get out of bed this morning? Yeah, y'all be all you'll 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 be all you'll be okay. No, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. No. You work seven days a week, regardless of yes. the weather. Your animals need to be fed. Your horses yes. need to be taken care of. Man, I, these, Stuff these needs people. To get done. Yes. I used to have an employee who was just amazingly had just never felt good on Mondays. It was the most bizarre. She had the most bizarre disease, and it was, you know, and yep. every month it's like, well, I just don't feel good today, and I finally told her, I said, well, I'll tell you what, here's the deal. I'm just going to give you Mondays off from here on out, mm-hmm. and I said, so you don't have to worry about it. You now have Mondays off, and um, but you got to be here on two. She did not like that, <laughs> and I said, okay, then um, show up on Mondays, so all of you who are listening who have laid there this morning and you called in and said, oh, I'm not feeling good this day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Your employer is now going, mm, Oh, what? man. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're having a hard time at work without you. And if they're not, that's kind of a scary thought. Yeah, there Ooh. you go. Yeah. Yeah, no. If you're calling sick and they don't miss you at work, <laughs> I don't know. You need to be careful about that. So we've got some things on the calendar. Angela, we have our members-only meeting coming up. Um, but before that, can you tell me something? And we didn't talk about this on the drive up, so we I'm didn't. sorry I didn't uh, put you on the spot. No problem. But there is a trip to the border. Is yes. uh, uh, Tell us about that. Yes. On November the 11th, that is a Saturday, we are taking a trip down to Eagle Pass, um, basically doing some recon down there. Um, a lot of social media happenings going on when you're down there. Um, a lot of videoing of what's going on. The The last trip was so interesting from what I saw live on Facebook mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I'm going down there the next time. I couldn't do the first one. And then they said, well, we're doing it again. I'm like, yes, I'm in. So we're going to take people down there. Um, it'll basically be a carpool. We'll drive down, meet with our friends out of North Texas, uh, Kyle Sims. Um, also, Julie Clark, running for Congress, will be down there. Okay. And uh, honestly, it's just getting an uh, having an eyewitness account. You yeah. can say to people, yes, the borders are absolutely order open. Please yeah. don't fall for the BS coming out of 
Austin, that we're spending $5 billion down there, Angela. How could you say that's bad? Well, when I'm standing there with my camera phone, watching them walk through, what's $5 billion doing? What's your money doing? What are you laundering it? What what are you doing with it? Where is it going? There's no accountability for it. And you're going to hear that from your legislators. In fact, they're, they're sending mailers out. Oh, yeah, they are now. Yes. And and the question you need to ask is why now? Yeah. We, we've been yelling at them about the border for, I, I don't know, how ten, many years? Six, ten, eight, ten, ten, eight yeah, years. Yeah, eight, ten years, something yeah. like that. We've been screaming. We made some progress during the Trump years. But even then, the state didn't step up and do it. I haven't seen the state do anything besides they put containers down there. They put some floaties down there. Some orange floaties. Yep. That's what they're doing. I mean, and so, you know, we listen, Texans, we are in trouble. Uh, If our our legislature and our governor does not step up to the plate on this, we are in very bad trouble. In fact, right now in Fredericksburg, um, there are organizations there hosting – uh, meetups for illegal, Im- they're calling them Im- immigrants. Immigrants have rights too. And um, they're, they're providing uh, attorney services to them. That's what's going on in Fredericksburg, like right now. And they're just providing attorney services, yes, just, just giving it to them. Yeah, free. And yep. I, it's, it, that's what's going on. This is going to mushroom. When it mushrooms people, it's too late. Yeah. It's going to be too late. Yeah. So. And 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 hate we, it. Uh, yeah. I hate it for us. And but. and and I told you so's won't do a thing. Nope. I told you so's won't do a thing. It'll it'll be too late. And so So yeah. we're gonna be down there. We're gonna be down in Eagle Pass, um get you know, doing some eyewitness accounts and um we think you need to go with us. I was I have to tell you I was nervous about the first one because mm-hmm. it, quite frankly, I'm I'm afraid of who it would attract. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and so I was nervous about it and I think whoever, however it was done the first time, a couple of weeks ago, everything worked out perfectly worked well, out great. worked out great. There were no issues, but if you, if you decide to be a part of this and go down there, um, I don't, yeah, don't be an idiot where, where, I yeah. mean, that's all yeah. I can say is don't be an idiot. Cause I've, I have talked to people, Angela, who, who literally want to go down there, sit in the bush with firearms and take a pot shot at yeah. people coming across. They think that's what it'll take to to uh, get yeah. them done. We no. saw people a couple of years ago who were trying to um, uh, flood the boats that were coming across. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think someone was out there throwing grappling hooks. As much as that would make you feel good, it will make everybody else look bad. All you got to do is think Jan J6. Yeah. Right. Because I, I'm still convinced it was less than a dozen people who created the January 6th monster, and mm-hmm. they were planted there on purpose to do it. Yes. I don't see one. I don't see one. I have no reason to not believe. <laughs> let's see how backwards yeah. can I go in this, that that would not be something that would attempted to be tried to shut us up, mm-hmm. put someone in our group. Who makes the rest of us look like idiots, and then they're able to shut us down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my biggest fear, and uh, it didn't happen last time. And so, if and when you go to this this event, if you go to this on the eleventh, I still have not. That is not. The, it's the following weekend that we're having the service for um, uh, Al, Al mm-hmm. Smith. So it's yes. not. That's not the. Uh, 
Al Smith weekend. That's correct. All right. Um, so that's the big thing on the calendar. Quickly tell us about the members-only meeting, and then we're going to go to break and get Chip Roy on. Yeah, so if you are a tea, uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party member, in other words, you have signed up with this and, and given us $20 to do what we do, um, we in November host a members-only dinner instead of the regular uh, monthly meeting. So mm-hmm. if you are thinking that there's going to be a regular monthly meeting on the second Thursday of the month in November, it will not happen. Um, if you are a member, you know that you've gotten the uh, email that we will have our dinner on the 16th. And um, by the way, you, you have to be a member already in good standing. The, the emails have gone out. Um, there won't be any additions to that. But if you are a member right now, make sure you've seen that in your email. Yep, absolutely. And uh, RSVP. Yes. And um, yes. so... Yep, it's a lot of it's a it's a great time for us to reflect on where we've been over the past year and where we're going uh, into 2024. There you go, lots All of right. big changes. Let's see. Let's uh, have some. Um, uh, but let's have some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin before we take off. And I've got uh, Chip Roy on the line, and so we'll be coming right back to him. Uh, let's see. Uh, what did I come up with? Um, let's see. Oh yeah, what's proper is becoming. What's proper is becoming. See the blacksmith with his white silk apron? You'll have to just stop and think about that. Um, y'all uh, stay tuned. We will be right back. And we got Chip Roy on the line, so y'all stay tuned. He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Log. <laughs> The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. It is Monday morning with the Angela Smith. The Angela Smith the Angela show. Smith. That's the <laughs> Angela that? Smith. Yeah, I did. Because I hear it that. Is- the Matt Long. The Matt Long. Okay. I know. we got to right. do it that way. Capital T. You bet. The Angela Smith in the studio with me. And we have on the line with us right now the Chip Roy, uh, my representative and my congressman that I could not be more proud of. Amen. And um, I'm telling you, Chip Roy, thank you so much for giving us a call this morning. Uh, great to be on, Matt. Uh, I think I sounded like that Angela was on as well. I'm not sure, but uh, great to be on the show with y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You're back in the state right now. Hopefully you're getting to sleep in. We were talking about wanting to sleep in this morning. What did you, uh, did you get, get uh, sleep in a little bit more than you normally do, this nasty weather we've got? Now, when I'm in Texas on Mondays, I volunteer at my kid's school for a drop-off curb service thing for dads, and so... We were up up and out the door at uh, 6.30, getting over there. We had goats to go uh, make sure they were warm. They're 4-H goats. And, and uh, we were doing goats, and then I was doing curb service stuff with dads. And uh, But, you know, happy to do it. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in D.C. too much, and I've only seen my family about five days out of the last 40, probably, because we've been up there so much, maybe. And um, so it was, good to, it was actually good to be with them this morning. So all, all the fight that's been going on for the last month, I thought was good 
for the country. I thought it was good for the Republicans, and we ended up with a fellow by the name of Mike, Mike Johnson. And the joke on the joke I saw on Babylon B was that his friends and family were surprised that he was an, even a congressman. Um, and uh, I just loved that article. Tell us about our new Speaker of the House. Well, it's uh, it's a uh, uh, nice shock to the system that occurred last week um, in which everybody who believes that you have to be the next person up who's raised all the money and be the person that's always uh, been a part of the establishment for the last two decades is the person that has to be the speaker or the leader or whatever. And look, it took a while. Obviously, America, it, it unfolded out in full display over three weeks. Uh, with the motion to vacate of Kevin, and then a debate about Steve Scalise, the majority leader, and then a debate about Jim Jordan, obviously I supported heavily, and then a debate about Tom Emmer, um, and then ultimately we landed on Mike Johnson. Um, Mike is a good friend. Uh, he is a uh, faithful uh, public servant, a devout Christian, father of, I believe, five um, from northwest Louisiana. He represents a district my mom actually grew up in when she was uh, young, in northwest Louisiana, and um, uh, just a really good man. I've worked with him on the Judiciary Committee now for a couple of terms. Uh, he's a constitutional scholar. He used to uh, argue religious liberty cases before the court. Um, and, uh, and look, I think it is a really important signal to the Washington establishment that it wasn't somebody who was, uh, you know, the default next guy up and who, frankly, a lot of people had to Google to see who it was. That's mm. a good thing. It's a good thing for breaking the back of the uh, powers that be in Washington. So that's the upside. I mean, look, the downside is, right, he's got to staff up. He's got to figure out how to get an office organized. we got to figure out how to get, you know, in offense. And he's got the same very difficult job uh, that um, anybody would have in that job. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's hurting 221 Republicans, um, maybe 220 if Santos gets uh, booted, uh, depending on what happens. And so... We've got, uh, you know, a very thin majority against Democrats who don't give a damn about any of the things you and I believe in. And so we have to figure out how to marshal uh, a unit, unanimous Republican force to hold the Senate and the president accountable. And that's a very difficult task when there are some members of the Republican Party who, you know, will run away from shut down fears or who don't believe the same things we do about marriage or, or whatever the issue is. And it gets very difficult to manage keeping the majority together. And so Mike's got a tough road to hoe. So, um, so the next battle up, the next battles up, um, are going to have to do with, uh, approving, uh, do we have 10, um, uh, what do you call them? I've lost a word. Do we have 10 bills, um, out of the 12 that we still have to pass individual, uh, oh man, Chip, I'm losing uh, a word. Appropriations. Thank you. Yeah. Appropriations. Yeah. Yeah, so, again, for everybody listening, you know, in my lifetime, I'm 51 years old. In my lifetime, we have only passed the 12 appropriations bills that are that are required under our Budget Act and how we're supposed to finance uh, the government. We've only done that four times. Um, so we're trying to change that. That goes all the way back to the January Speaker Agreement. And, look, frankly, I mean, obviously, Matt and some of my colleagues moved to vacate I, I thought we were actually moving the ball pretty far down the field, given the constraints of the thin majority. So I, I was not in favor of the motion to vacate, but you know now that we've done it, I'm certainly in favor of having changed out, and now we've broken the back of the establishment and moving forward. That's good. 
but the appropriations process is going to be very difficult, right? We passed, we had passed four bills and had a fifth bill teed up on the day of motion to vacate three weeks ago. Okay. So then this week, after Mike is put in place, we passed that fifth bill that was already teed up. We passed it on Thursday. Now, I will tell you, we had to hold our nose. It did not cut, it did not cut the um, uh, energy and water spending enough, Department of Energy and some of the programs they've got over there for Green New Deal garbage. And had we actually moved that bill under McCarthy, I might have voted no. But we were trying to give Mike, you know, it cut some. It dropped it a little, like a, I think a couple billion dollars. But um, it needed to go further. But we wanted to give Mike a, a, a little bit of wiggle room to be able to move forward on the first bill on the floor. So we all basically held our nose and passed it with an admonition that we need to do better. That will, that's the fifth appropriations bill. Uh, one of them failed. Agriculture failed because it had an abortion matter in it. And then there's six other bills we got to try to move. We're going to try to move three of them this week. I think we can get at least two of them done, probably the third next week. Um, and then it'll be a sprint to see if we can get them all out by November 17th. It'll be tight. A couple of them are going to be very hard, but it's possible. No way they get signed into law, though, by the 17th. So then the debate's going to be what do we do about government funding come November 17th, and I think there's a little bit of debate about that, and again, we're trying to get some deference to Mike. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think a CR would be um, um, a suicide move. Um, is there, I've heard this idea floated about uh, small spending bills as opposed to a continuing resolution. Is Am I misunderstanding something? Would you talk to us about that if, if I'm on the right track? Well, so um, the debate always is what do you do, right? The, the town is kind of wired to just kick the can down the road and do another continuing resolution, which basically means you're funding at last year's level. Right. Now, mind you, last December, the levels we're spending at are the bloated $1.7 trillion omnibus spending levels that those 17 Republican senators joined with policy Democrats to jam down our throats and set their policies and their spending levels. So so the 45-day continuing resolution we did on September 30th continued and perpetuated that terrible spending level. We're trying to break that and say we shouldn't do that. So we're trying to pass the appropriations bills and then only use the continuing resolution in very short bursts or strategically to achieve the objective of actually cutting spending. What's not clear yet is exactly how we will do that. There are a couple different ideas that get very much in the weeds but for the average listener, the bottom line is we're just trying to remind people that a continuing resolution is not how you fund government. It is only a mechanism by which you figure out how to do your job. And doing your job is passing appropriations bills that fund government at, at levels that are, that are actually responsible. So I'm not sure what will happen. There's a chance that on November 17th there will be a very short-term, two- or three-week continuing resolution into, like, the first week of December. But there's a chance more likely probably that there's one into January, uh, call it 60 days, allowing the process of us to be able to, now that we have a new speaker, finish these appropriations bills and then be able to uh, adjust those, that spending effectively backwards if we can to cut the spending. But remember, it wasn't even necessarily clear that it was constitutional that they passed the appropriations bill last December because we definitively did not have a quorum present 
because we had so many people voting by proxy mm. right before Christmas. So there are a lot of variables in this mix. Uh, there's litigation underway in Texas about that very question, about the constitutionality of the bill passed last December. And we're in the process of trying to figure out how to move the ball forward. But let me just summarize it like this. My position representing the people I represent, representing you and all the great Texans in the whole country, is that we must cut spending 2023 to 2024. We must, and to do that, we must, that must include all of these supplementals. So we've got this Israel supplemental, the, the, the disaster supplemental that was already passed, a Ukraine supplemental that they wanted to try to jam through. And uh, I don't even think we should be going down some of these roads, but to the extent we do, my principal position is we must pay for them. Mm. Chip, can you uh, stick with us through a two-minute break? I can, uh, and then, I'll, but I'll probably need to go by about 9 to 4 zero, if that's okay. All right, I'll tell you what, we'll just leave you on then. Let's just leave you on for a few more minutes. So, um, let's okay. let's talk a little bit about the challenge. I know I get very frustrated when we hit these uh, deadlines and, and there's all this uh, talk about the shutting down the government as if it would be the end of the world. Um, what... What, when you, when it comes down to uh, putting a line in the sand and saying, no, we're not going to give you all this crap just so you can leave the quote, the government open, would you talk to us a little bit about that? Is there messaging that needs to be done? And I have one comment to people who are concerned about shutting down the government. Try calling the Social Security office or the Veterans office on Saturday afternoon. So the floor the floor is yours on that one. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Matt. And it's actually one of the core problems, right? Like, you know, it is my fundamental belief that, yes, we have a duty to fund the core responsibilities of government. And that obviously means including, for example, our men and women in uniform who are serving overseas, whether they're stationed, you know, anywhere in the United States or around the world, or if they're sitting on a carrier on the Gerald F. Ford, uh, Gerald R. Ford in the uh, Eastern Mediterranean, right? So we all want to make sure that the people who are actually doing the work of the American people are getting paid. That being said, um, you cannot just turn your voting card over to the, effectively the president to ignore our Article I uh, constitutional duty as a members of Congress to restrain spending and restrain abuse of power by the executive branch using the power of the purse. But I would tell you that there are dozens of my colleagues on the Republican side of the aisle who are of the belief that they cannot allow a government shutdown to occur so they will never really use that leverage to force the administration to have to come to the table. Mm. And if the administration knows that, then you're entering a, it's almost a fool's errand to enter a shutdown anyway, because so many of our Republican colleagues would just wilt under the pressure. Mm. My view is pretty simple. It's like, look, if, if we've got DHS and um, not allowing us to actually secure the border, then why are we giving them money to process people and release them in the United States, particularly when we've got, people from the terrorist watch list, particularly when we've got a war going on in the Middle East, particularly when we've got unfolding what we see unfolding in Europe and America with respect to people supporting Hamas and standing up for the so-called, you know, uh, Palestinian, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, people in Hamas uh, over Israel, uh, when you've got threats going on against our Jewish uh, brothers and sisters in this country and around the world, uh, when you've got uh, the, the damage being done to our society with fentanyl, why would we give them more money to process more people? But, you know, we've got too many of our colleagues that say, well, you know, you got to fund Border Patrol and you got to fund. Well, I know that. Right. I mean, I am aware. 
And we're not going to let time tick without our Border Patrol agents getting paid or our men and women in uniform getting paid. But we have to force the administration to the table. And the only way to do that is use leverage. I can tell you that we will not have a shutdown on November 17th. I do not believe that our Republican colleagues have the wherewithal to do that in the, in the wake of the Speaker's uh, debate. What I'm hopeful that we will do is pass some brief uh, stopgap spending measure that I will probably vote against, to be honest with you, like I voted against the one on September 30th, but that will enable us to force forward on the appropriations bills and pick and f- the fight on the border, pick the fight on the woke government and the de- Department of Defense, pick the fight on uh, overall spending level generally, uh, and all of the things that you all want us to go fight and change. For example, why would we fund a United Nations that just literally rejected a vote calling out Hamas? Right. Like I just I don't understand why we give them another dollar. Right. So there are things like that that we have to raise these questions on, but with a razor-thin majority, you guys are seeing this unfold in full public display. Why Republicans just frankly don't get the job done relative to our Democrat colleagues. Let me ask you uh, one last question, and uh, Angela's over there got a twisted look on her face. I, I'll I'll ask more one more. Did you have something, Angela, that no. you wanted to jump no, no, out no. on? I'm, I'm listening to Chip, and I just go, "Wow, Chip, I, I I feel for you that your Republican colleagues don't get it a lot of times. I just don't I don't understand it, and I'm thinking of you know some of them out there that maybe I need to I need to. We need to be calling them. We need to be knocking their door down when they don't do the right thing. But um, anyway, there you go. So um, tell us about um, last question here. Ukraine and Israel and uh, green energy. I know the president was was throwing out this idea of one big bill that would lump Ukraine at maybe 10 times the funding for Israel and then throw a bunch of green uh, energy stuff in there. Um, and then I heard this morning that we're possibly looking at two separate bills for Ukraine and Israel. Or is there going to be the – how big of a push is there going to be to tie those Ukraine and Israel together in one bill? Yeah, well, the Biden administration and the Senate Democrats for sure and a decent number of your kind of war hawk uh, Senate Republicans and a few House Republicans would love to see them join together, okay? They would like to see Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan – some of the border stuff, all in a package, and have that sent over to us and that we all just, you know, jump on board kumbaya. Let me just be very clear. I am not going to do that. I mean, you know, look, they can always roll us if they choose to do it, but I don't think it would be a good idea for the new speaker to roll us. Uh, We should not do that. We should separate out Ukraine uh, totally separately. We should separate the border because more money for more processing is a non-starter. We should have a separate vote on Israel. But let me be very clear. I am pro-Israel, uh, both from my biblical worldview, but also for our national security strategic interest, that Israel stand on the front line, standing and holding the line against Iran and against Hezbollah and against Hamas, and that they have a right to exist as a state, and that we should defend that right uh, and help them with our uh, uh, ability to help them replenish, for example, their Iron Dome stockpile. So I'm all on board with figuring out how to help and stand by Israel. However, we must pay for it. I am tired of this stuff. I do not believe we should write another blank check to anyone, including ourselves. We must pay for it. And the American people must see that it's going to cost something if we're going to give another $14 billion to Israel. So I'm for it, but it should be paid for. 
and it should be paid for with real money, not budgetary gimmicks. So I'm going to stand up on that wall, and if you see me in the end having to vote against Israel funding, just make sure you heard it here first. Right. I support Israel, but I am not going to continue to go down this road where we bankrupt our country and undermine our very ability to defend ourselves, much less our allies, by continuing to write blank checks. And that sure is hell true about about, uh, Ukraine, you know, which begs the question why we're even giving them a single dollar at all. But I can promise you that we must stand up and fight for that also to be paid for if any money goes to it. And it must come with border security in the United States. So these are things that are going to be front and center in the fights coming up. Um, look, what happened to our friends in Israel, I can't even put into words. The beheadings, the babies, the, 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 the rapes, the pillaging, 1,400 murdered Israeli uh, citizens. And now what we're seeing uh, being directed towards Jewish population around the world and our, the own hateful people in this country. Open borders has consequences, y'all, and we better get real and get real very quickly, not just in Washington, but in Austin, doing our job to secure our border. And frankly, there's a lot of people who have come into this country who don't need to stay here, and we need to have that conversation as well. Chip, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. Go spend some time with your family. We have your back here in the Hill Country, and we are constantly praying for you, and thank you, thank you again. Yes, thank you, Chip. Well, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Angela. God bless y'all. Hope to see you soon. My apologies to all my great constituents and friends throughout the whole country and throughout what that I've, I've been stuck in D.C. It's the uh, reality of the job that I signed up for, but I prefer to have a little bit more balance because I get fuel when I talk to my, uh, my, my fellow Texans and my friends here at home. So just keep it coming. I love being on the show, and I love talking to y'all because it just gives me more energy to go back and fight. So God bless y'all. All right. Thank you, Chip. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and uh, since early voting has started, when we get back, we're going to spend just a couple of minutes talking about um, the uh, propositions on your ballot. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. All right, we are back. It is Monday. It is a rainy, drizzly, wish I could stay in bed Monday morning, but we got to feed the horses. And you heard right. Chip, the goats. The goats. They had to, the kids had to get up and feed the goats this morning. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I'm wondering if they take their iPads out there with them, if that's part of the... Uh, no. I'll bet it's not. No, it's I'll not. Uh, they it's... don't have any electronic anything out there devices when no. you're out feeding because the goats yeah it's 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 it, it is the funniest thing when you start get you get your goats home it's like the weather changes immediately it all goes to mud and muck and you're it's no you you can't take any devices out into it's a mess okay usually. there you go so everybody's taking care of the animals getting up yep. working hard and early voting is going on it is and we have um in a lot of places across the state there are uh, a number of um uh, local elections going on. Um, quite a few places have <laughs> local elections. I know there's school board elections going on in places. And um, in here in the Hill Country, in in Gillespie County, we do not have anything local on these uh, 
That's correct. Ballot prop on this ballot. There are no uh, candidates to be elected. And and this is so, man, I can't remember. I heard a conversation this weekend somewhere with someone who were talking about how the numbers of people who will vote when there's a president on the the bill compared to those who will come out and vote. And I think the comment was, are you going to vote? And then the other person said, oh, I don't know. It All it is is those uh, constitutional amendments. That was their reply was, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. There's nobody, nobody handsome on there to vote for, nobody cute to vote for. Yeah. Um, just the, uh, to, Angela, why, why is it important that we get out in these odd numbered, these weird uh, elections? Hey, listen, these are the types of, this is the type of election, Matt, that will change your life. And, and under the radar, it's, and, and that's an unfortunate, but, it truly is. Um, this is these are these are our uh, constitutional amendments. You're amending the Constitution. It's not going to change if you don't like what they do. It's you're stuck with it. And I I, I laugh when people. I guess listen, Matt. It's it's much easier to vote for something that you've seen on the nightly news, Fox News, over and over and over and over, and gets mm-hmm. you excited. And I mean, you know, we hear a lot. You and I hear this a lot. Well, I haven't I haven't heard about that, or I don't know anything about that. I haven't heard. Well, naturally, you're not going to hear that on Fox News. That's not exciting enough. It doesn't sell advertising and that sort of thing. And, and folks, that's where that's what's happening to you. You're you're being sucked into advertisement sales um, by. You know, by running uh, the candidate, the presidential candidate, or whatever, over and over and over and over ad nauseum. Whereas they're not going to be talking about something that's not, it's a little bit less sexy, mm-hmm. and that would be a constitutional amendment. So, but these are the things that change your life. Absolutely, they do. And, um, you know, it was interesting. We were with uh, on stage with uh, Kyle Biederman, uh, retired, our retired representative. Yes. And, soon to be our representative again yes. we're um we're gonna we we are going to get uh kyle biederman back in office um we've had uh one uh one term here of uh, uh another squishy rhino uh trans publican and uh kyle 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 says i oh, no way i can't let that continue yeah. And so we've got Kyle going back in. And one of the comments he made was about these propositions. He said he'd never seen that much money uh, being thrown mm-hmm. into these um, uh, these 14 um, amendments. Right. Um, uh, over half of them, all they do, folks, listen to this, all they do is create new taxes for you, and they are off budget. Yes. This is what's so weird. Angela, how much money do you have that's off budget that you get to <laughs> Is there such thing as off budget I money mean, in your in your business? No, I mean maybe 5 bucks. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I, I've got 5 extra bucks I go. Yeah, well whatever. We'll just do whatever we want. And you know, it's not even so much about it being extra money. It's that it, you're not you don't count it in the budget. Budget, yeah. You How do you yeah. spend money that's not counted in the budget? Well, you can't you a, do it. Well, and they had a big surplus, so now they're going to try to. Yeah, and they want us to vote for it so yep. that they can say no, we didn't outspend. See, they had the biggest spending increase in Texas than we've had in decades. Yes, in this last legislative like, session, maybe the largest spending increase ever ever at the same time they are telling you that they gave you the biggest tax cut in the history of america yeah, they're telling you that too. the history of america yeah that one <laughs> i'm just waiting for him to say the history of the universe yes 
In <laughs> fact, uh, listen carefully during this next break, and you may f- hear someone bragging about that big giant uh, tax break you got. I, I, if if you're out there listening to this, and and you believe that you can spend more money than you've ever spent and decrease your taxes, yeah. At the same time, there's something. There's some brain cells in there that are not clicking together. There's some brain cells well, that are not clicking together. The Kool-Aid's flowing, Matt. Yeah. The Kool-Aid's flowing, and if you're drinking it, hey, all I can say is, yeah, you're going to be high on sugar. Yeah. So look through these. Um, the quick and easy one, uh, Angela. Angela's is easier than mine. Angela, what's your voting recommendation on the 14 uh, props? Vote no on everything except number three. Except number three. I have added number one. Mine is one and three. There's been a lot of talk about one. Um, I yeah. There's been a lot of talk about one coming from all sides. Um, yeah. I'm a, still a yes on one and three, and a no on the rest. And um, so, listen, we're going to take a short break. I've got a message I want to bring to you at the end today, just to kind of, uh, I yeah. I heard some stuff on my drive this weekend that I just want to share. And so, um, for the quick guide. Um, if you, uh, with Angela, it's no on everything, but three, um, and with me, it's no on everything, but one and three. Um, and, uh, we have gone through and spent time on these. I may do a web only, um, release of my recommendations on these. Uh, but I've talked every time I get to talk about them on the radio, Angela, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go through the first seven and. Mm-hmm. Then go to a break and do the last seven, and I get through like two. Two, I know. <laughs> I know. So, um, folks, y'all stay tuned. I got a message, uh, a, a little bit different message to end up today. And uh, no on three. I mean, sorry, yes on three, and no on the rest, yep. and uh, or yes on one and three. And I think I've seen more flyer. I've seen more road signs about prop one, and I think the teachers uh, mm-hmm. prop. Sure. Um, those, uh, yeah. I was on the road all weekend and I saw those two all over the state, but I didn't see anything about any of the rest of them. All right. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. A teacher and activist in an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone, anyone and your host, anyone Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Anyone? Right, we are back. It's a Monday special, the Angela Smith Show, with special guest host Matt Long, um, and I'm I get to push all the buttons and 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 roll all the knobs over yeah, here. Yeah, he does all the hard work while I so, just sit over here and eat bonbons. That's right. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are those, got this figured out. Yeah, absolutely. And she'll feed Squinchy every now and then. Squinchy yes. likes the bonbons too. So, <laughs> anywho, anywho, um, I know that uh, my listeners know that I've been a Glenn Beck fan uh, since day one. In fact, I can tell you that Glenn Beck is who turned my life around, who got me engaged where I am today. And it was in 2010. When Glenn Beck uh, woke me up and made me realize that I that this was my path, that I didn't have, I don't have a choice on this. I mean, I don't right. I don't know how to explain that to people, 
But um, this is where I am. And I know a lot of people that are in the same way and that we're either influenced or or pushed by somebody mm -hmm. else. And Angela, I don't even know who it was that got you involved because you were involved before me. Is there anybody that you want to, is there anything you... Well, I've always told the story about Joe Dunning. Um, I, I had signed up on a website to do a, a Taxed Enough Already event to help somebody. I was like, yeah, I'll help somebody. And then I got a $200 check in the mail from someone i'd never met and didn't know her name was joe dunning and i was like well what am i supposed to do with that and, she, and then the little note said you know something like so get it started or something i don't know how yeah. she put it get going with it and i was like oh i was like i was i had no choice i was like you're it yeah and there wasn't anybody else yeah i, I mean nobody else got the check i did she was a very fine christian woman in the republican party she's passed since and just I had it was a calling. It was like God just said, "Here, this is what you're going to be doing." Mm. One of the things about Glenn that a lot of people say, and I've even had people say, "I can't listen to him anymore. He's all doom and gloom." Right? I mean, Glenn yeah. is always predicting the end of the world, um, and and you better get some uh, de dry, yeah. dehydrated food and gold. We can, and he can yeah. even laugh at himself about his advertisers, right. but you know. You're going to have some good pillows, and uh, you're going to have some gold, and you're going to have uh, plenty of uh, dehydrated food. But he does these uh, long-term, long-form uh, uh, interviews occasionally, and you can find them on his many different places. And they are—they're um, like specials. They don't come out regularly. And you can watch them either on video if you are uh, Glenn Beck uh, in his little whatever club. Um, or the audio and the video is always available on YouTube. You can look him up. But he had Max Lucado in the studio with him last week. And he did about an, I'd say, an hour and a half interview. Wow. Okay. With Max Lucado. Mm -hmm. And it started out with, um, do we have, it, Max, is there any hope? It started out with the regular gloom and doom of Glenn Beck. Mm -hmm. Of course, you always know, and I'm making a joke about that, because you always know he's got a positive message on that. Well, you know where that's going to go, yes. Yes, and, and basically it's, folks, we've all read the end of the book. Um, we know where all this is going. He and I, and I believe Angela, we put our complete faith and hope and trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Of course. And that's where we're at. And so do we have fear? Do we have anxieties? Do we have concerns? Um, have you read Revelation? Have you? <laughs> and um, they, I want to so highly recommend that, um, um, that uh, podcast. Okay. Um, highly recommended. Um, and uh, they did talk about at the very beginning, they said, you know, we want to keep this up and positive. And you're about three quarters of the way through it, and they still haven't gone up and positive. <laughs> and they even stopped themselves a couple of times and saying, wait, where's the good side? Where's mm -hmm. the positive? Mm -hmm. And they do get to it. And it is very, very uplifting. And I want to highly, highly recommend it. And uh, so that was uh, because we do have hope. We do know where this is going to go. We do also know we've been warned we're going to struggle. We're yeah. going to struggle. Um, I'm, I've been watching people who are approaching death right now, and I know someone who's approaching death who is very afraid, and I know someone who's, well, maybe not very afraid, but concerned, and I know someone who's approaching death who is with a smile on her face, 
because she knows that it's death is just a moment. She's mm-hmm. got no worries about this. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have that faith, then all the fear and doubts that we're going through right now, we can, we, we can get over them. And I'm going to take you to Philippians in our last few seconds. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And I always want to sing that song I when I too. hear that. <laughs> um, we, could, we could probably sing it in a round here. Uh, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing but in everything. Give prayer and thanksgiving and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. It's that all comprehension thing that gets me beyond. KRNH HD2, Kerrville.